0: world where the media has
1: been dominated by superheroes
2: we interrupt this podcast to bring you this special address from the president of marvel uh folks thank you for gathering here today i want to uh let's be clear talk about the uh state of the marvel cinematic universe We're on track to uh, meet our quarterly expectations thanks to our incredible team and our strategy of uh, maximizing synergy across uh, multiple platforms.
3: Tremendous crowd, folks, tremendous. Believe me, it's so great to see you all. Donald, what are you doing here? How did you get past security? Joe, I'm president of DC now, so frankly, I can go wherever I want.
2: Wait a second, Don, isn't James Gunn the uh, president of DC Films? And uh, didn't you lose the Warner Brothers election? Sleepy Joe, you and I both know that election was
3: totally rigged. I won that election fair and square, but the swamp at WB is so unbelievably corrupt, and they've got people like James Gunn. Nasty guy, James is a nasty guy. Totally dishonest people. They don't want me around because they know I want to bring back the Snyderverse. (laughs) Believe me, it's a mess, an absolute, and let me tell you this, folks, they won't be around much longer. I won that election by a landslide.
2: I know it, you know it, everybody knows it. Okay, Don, that's great and all, but let's get back to the uh, matter at hand. Our Marvel content, it's, uh, let's be clear, not declining as many have said, We're now entering phase five and our numbers are still strong. Strong,
3: Joe? Phase four was a total disaster. It's sad, frankly, but it's true, so true. Your box office returns were down, your streaming numbers are plummeting, and the audience scores are falling faster than my critics' IQ scores. (laughs) Secret invasion was a huge mess. Great way to start phase five, by the way. Lazy writing, Joe, lazy. And using AI-generated CG, really, it's such a disgrace.
2: Now, uh, look, let's be fair. Phase four wasn't perfect, but at the end of the day, people still tuned in and we met our goals.
3: Of course you met your goals, Joe, because Marvel's standards are set so low that I could do numbers like that in my sleep, which I'm sure for you isn't a choice.
2: Oh, come off it with all this malarkey, Don. You know, the one thing you have in common with Warner Brothers is that you're both failing brands, struggling to stay relevant.
3: That hurts, Joe, it really does, but not coming from you. Now I only have one thing left to say to you. Live from our mother's basements. It's it's utterly nonsense.
1: (laughs) Comic books,
0: video games, television, and movies. These barely Irish assholes must band together
1: to make sense of it all.
0: Let me just say before we get into it. Um, first of all, thank you to everyone who tuned into episode 100. Um, just the response, For real. Thank you so much. That made me smile. So I hard. mean, just the <laughs> response we received uh, to both parts was just outstanding. It's by far the most listened to podcast we've ever released. Um, I'm not sure if we're releasing this right after episode 100. I was sort of debating on waiting to release the "What the Fuck Happened to Marvel" episode until you know Loki season two.
1: <laughs> that was a lot of debating um, guys seriously <laughs> so and just to provide some backstory at the
0: time of us recording this loki season two is scheduled to come out uh, exactly one month from right now so it's coming out i'm um, stoked for that yeah, so it's coming out october 6 2023 uh we are here on september 5th 2023 um why are we recording now because
1: Jack well, just finished Secret Invasion. <laughs> uh. Look, guys, I, I really tried to watch it as best I could, but then like, I got through the first two episodes, and then I was in California for a week. Look, it just... <laughs> finally, it was just plow through it, and God, I, I wanted to like it. I really did. I wanted to like it, but what the hell was that?
0: <laughs> so... And we'll get into all these points because, I mean, it's been a while since we've done Marvel episode anyway. Um, you know, throughout the last couple of years, we were pretty good about uh, doing our reactions to every single series
4: that came out, like, as they were coming out. And then we just stopped watching them all together. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it was it, – the schedule that they were releasing was absolutely ridiculous. Like I, – I wouldn't came say so much
4: like, it was the schedule as much as it just wasn't worth talking yeah. about. Like – by the time that the show too, is over I we're guess. moving on to something so, else those, those yeah
0: i guess and i will say so, i have uh, all of these yeah. points listed for why marvel is the way it is um i'm sort of calling this the state of the mcu address and i kind of want john to re-record his uh, trump <laughs> voice about us potentially oh, buying oh my marvel. god please um, previously on utterly nonsense
5: folks brought you all here today i'm glad you're here by the way huge crowd huge crowd impressive tremendous crowd So unfortunately, our company, Warner Brothers, they're not doing great. They're getting beat the hell out of by Disney. They're getting beat the hell out of by Netflix still. Imagine that, Netflix. Nobody likes Netflix anymore. They're getting beat by Amazon. Everybody's beating them, and they're doing terrible. This is not a company for the people anymore. They're canceling all our movies, all our shows. It's true, it's so true. Which is why I am officially running for president of Warner Brothers, and we are going to make our company great again.
0: Because that's exactly where we are. It's like they're just making poor decision after poor decision, which seems to be exactly what was happening with DC or with uh, Warner Brothers specifically a year or two ago. Um...
1: Like using AI to edit your intro. Dear Jesus. Yeah, that, that was not a great choice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was bad. Um, it was bad. So
0: I, I do have a few thoughts before we go in series by series. Um, I think the last time we talked Marvel was She-Hulk or... Was it? Duke? I thought it was Miss Marvel. Well, She Hulk was after Miss Marvel.
4: Was it Miss Marvel? Oh, it's She Hulk. I, I know I we did a full thing on She Hulk.
0: Yeah. Um, I want to check our. Oh yeah, so talk <laughs> about one of the movies you guys
4: talked about. She Hulk.
0: Yeah, did, I know we talked oh, yeah. about Black Panther <laughs> as part of our year-end thing too, but I think that was around. Yeah. Some
4: time. Um, did we talk about Ant Man? Yeah, no, no Ant Man was not worth talking about, about. I did also. not.
1: I I did see Quantumania a few a while ago. I just remember seeing it. I don't know remember when. So
4: what about? Did we talk about Thor: Love and Thunder? I think we, yeah, we uh, did.
0: We it. definitely we did. Did. We did. Yeah, we did for sure.
4: Okay, and then we didn't talk. Yeah, Guardians, so, so. I, because again, we have we, not, not, not been Guardians,
0: releasing wow. that much this year, especially Marvel-related, um, specifically because we were gearing up for this episode 100 with Flash. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> which <laughs> that's all that yeah, matters. And again, it was a great episode, so I'm not like I, I do think it was worth wait. Um, so, yeah, let's just start from the start of Phase 5, because that seems to be where we sort of left it um, whenever we talked Marvel episodes.
1: All right, so, yeah, the last uh, Marvel episode was, in fact, she hulk yeah. That was 96. Okay, I just I checked it. I just checked real quick. Yeah, and then before that, it was... Uh, we. Yeah, we did talk uh, Thor for Miss Marvel and um, uh, so, SDCC Reveals. I do so stands for. Probably San Diego something. Yeah, it's San, An- it's San Diego so, Comic-Con. So we okay, have I talked think I said, right, how about minute. that for once? So,
4: so there's no phase five talk yeah, at so all. Yeah, so we can
0: start fresh. Oh there. God. Um. Before we get into here we it, go, though, guys, uh, we're going to piss uh, a lot of you <laughs> before off. Before <laughs> we get into it, though, I didn't give any of the whole intro spiel I usually give. So <laughs> uh, if you somehow stumbled upon the podcast and you've never listened to us before, thanks for tuning in. Not sure how you found us, but all of our past links are on utterlynonsense.com. Uh, you can find links to all of our various podcasting platforms, um, as well as uh, you know our social media, anything else related to the podcast. Go check it out. Uh, links somewhere in the description here. Um yeah. So phase five.
1: You no know, Spotify, <laughs> YouTube, all of that fun stuff. Just go look, take a look, and uh, if you're disappointed, then well, make it better So <laughs> Well, <laughs> We got utilize
4: YouTube yeah, more. Yeah, we do. And I, I'm a little planning bit planning yeah. on
0: posting more individual podcast episodes on there, just because the response to episode 100 was as good as it was. But um, at the very least, we should probably be putting more clips on there. Um. Yeah. Definitely go to Whirl or something like that. So phase five has been something <laughs> um, yes uh the best
1: part's been spider-man yes yeah, so- <laughs> when <Wait>, what what? <laughs> what are you talking what are you talking about phase five best part's been spider-man what, what's spider-man then uh what, what was the last one well Shit. no way oh, home was <laughs> middle of phase at, four at- um
4: Ant-Man started... Oh, wait, that's Phase 4? Oh, yeah, shit. It's... I'm sorry. I'm so, wrong So, to be
0: clear, um, um, Phase 4 officially ended in 2022 with uh, Black Panther, Wakanda oh, Forever. wow.
4: Wakanda Forever. And it it really? was Ugh. sort
0: of a, like, abrupt transition between that and Ant-Man. And I, I mean, there wasn't really a formal drop. Or, or, like, you look at the end of Phase 1 of the MCU, you had the Avengers, which was a good you know sort of conclusion to phase one up until that point it gave a good sense of things to come while also sort of you know bring all these parts together wait did it yeah i, th- I thought so i mean look it, you obviously had a lot of teasing with what was going to happen in phase two just with the whole uh, you know Chitari empire um, thanos i think you see briefly on screen in the post-credit scene or maybe that was right fine after. I'll do it myself. Um, so that, like, that was one thing. You don't have that at all in Phase Four, which I think is part of the problem. Like, if you're trying to build up uh, Kang as being this, you know, massive next threat for the MCU, which we'll
1: get to that too. Um, well, uh, we did touch on that briefly. Who knows if we'll see Kang again? Anyway, <laughs> if you're trying, we saw his Miller. Yeah, well, I mean, so. he's going to be coming in uh, uh, Loki season two anyway, so that's worth addressing. Well, <laughs> that should be interesting. Well, I mean, that's, technically, yeah, I we know, already it, saw that. Yeah, I know it's actually so.
0: not Kang, and there's a million different variants. Whatever, we'll get to it.
4: Well, no, I was going to say it's One still not them. guaranteed going forward past Loki that it's still going to be
0: yeah you know. well uh fair enough so yeah. i will say as of right now avengers the kang dynasty is still on the slate for 2026 um fuck that's far like that is far out
4: <laughs> yeah
1: like jeez well, that's you can blame the uh but you can
4: blame the full strike on yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, that doesn't uh, help. No,
1: let's blame the executives for not paying their workers properly. So, uh, well, no, I mean, no, yeah, I mean it's yeah. really still. Um. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think that was originally
0: 2025, but obviously did get pushed out significantly. Um, yeah, so uh, I, I have the full sorry, list of yes, but what's like, gone damn. on in Phase 5 so far. I've got the full list of what's coming. So let's go into these one by one. Um,
4: Nothing. Nothing's coming. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, with the writer strikes, it's a little bit hard
4: to predict. Um, well, no, I mean nothing. Well, I mean, you. for example, Echo has apparently been removed from 2023 altogether. What?
1: Damn it! I was actually looking forward to that one. So, yeah, because I actually don't really know much about Echo. I just know that she she sidekicks and hangs out with Daredevil a lot. I'm aware people. It just, I'm making a joke. I'm trying to be clean for once. <laughs> um. Yeah, not this version. Uh, so. Oh, all right, never mind. <laughs> uh,
0: let's just go movie by movie since we've only had a couple so far in phase five.
4: Are you going to count those? Are you going to count the series well, two or just the Well, movies? we can.
0: Do you want to do it chronologically? Because I do want to bring up the series um, up until this point.
4: Because, too. I mean, Armor Wars was a series that has been promoted to a movie. So. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't see that on yeah. the actual slate, though. No, that I'm, I'm wondering whether be interesting? put that out. That was supposed to be released next year, and. You know, that didn't happen because...
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm not even seeing it on the slate whatsoever mm-hmm. at this point. Like, I'm wondering where they're actually going to try to stick is, that in.
4: Is Blade still on Blade there? Blade
0: is still... Oh, yeah, that's me. still set to come out February yes. 2025 at this point, though it seems like they're having issues with that. I heard uh, the lead uh, actor playing Blade was not, like, going to move forward with the project, but I don't know if that's hearsay or if that's confirmed. Um yeah but but i mean again that one's definitely delayed because of the um you know current ongoing strikes um the yeah i i mean that didn't even start filming or start production beyond uh just basic script treatment as far as we know um yeah so it, let me just go through and show what's on the upcoming slate right now um so we've had ant-man and the wasp quantumania as the start of phase five uh we had guardians mm-hmm. volume three which came out earlier this summer beginning of may if you consider that summer i think that's getting into there uh, kinda. um the marvels comes out november of 2023 uh i think that should be pretty dope yeah deadpool 3 comes out may of 2024 uh you know it, i mean it, very well, dope. It's currently filming's on hi- hiatus because of the, the you know strike but i mean we did well, see some initial it, stuff. i thought it was yeah, finished well.
4: i well no Deadpool was going into post-production.
0: I mean, maybe with what they've got so far, but from what I heard, they were still really early on in the
4: production phase. They were, but because the writing strike and all that, they can't proceed forward. Well, they couldn't change anything, and Ryan's not allowed to improv anything. So. Oh. Yeah, I mean,
0: well, now you've it's got part the, of the whole t- editor's well, guild on I, I strike mean, I, get that so one, I can't man. imagine they're going to
1: be able to do much in the way of post-production until everything's resolved. I,
4: I I don't want to Meanwhile, our new season,
1: Welcome to Wrexham, is coming up soon, but then again, he I, does own part of the team, so...
4: CJ, I don't want to interrupt you too much, but... So, the fact that the strike can even interfere in, like, anyone that's still on board doing that just shows the kind of reliance yeah. that, you know, that we rely on that guild. Otherwise, so, I mean, who, who fucking cares? You could just do it. Well, obviously, they have respect for the writers to not... right. Go ahead. So
0: and I do want to go bring ahead. that up yeah. too because I do see these ongoing strikes as being part of a larger symptom of why Marvel's sort of declined in you know at least the couple last couple of years. Um but yeah, so let me just go through the rest of this slate before we uh, say anything else. Um Deadpool 3 yeah, is sp- yeah. still scheduled things. for May of 2024 as of right now. Again, the ongoing strikes are probably going to affect that since it was early on in production. They can't really do much in the way of post production. Uh, Captain America: Brave New World uh, coming out July twenty sixth, twenty twenty four. As of right now, um, they actually just ch- they actually changed the name of the movie. It was originally New World Order, yeah. but people thought that sounded too conspiratorial, uh, especially um, uh, you know with all the conspiracy theories during COVID. I'm assuming that's why. New no, World Brave New Order. World doesn't exactly sound uh, you know that much better. If that's the real sounds concern, sounds Disney as shit. Um, Thunderbolts scheduled to come out December of twenty twenty four. Uh, Blade, February ah. of 2025. And Phase 6, by the way, is very slim right now. It's two Avengers movies and Fantastic Four. So, I mean, that's they're going to expand on that, obviously. But it's weird that they're waiting that long to um, put out Fantastic Four, considering how uh, vital the mm. first family is to the events of Secret Wars in the comics. Um, which, Secret Wars, by the way, is going to be the uh, big, big Avengers film at the end of Phase 6. Um, so, Kang Dynasty comes out a year before it, uh, presumably. So, yeah, I'm not even going to speculate what those are about because it's a ways away and we, like, it. but, but I will say the fact that they are a year apart gives off a uh, Infinity War Endgame vibe. Like, they're going to probably set something up in Kang Dynasty where he wins. You can't see my hands, but I'm doing the air quote thing. Um, and yeah, I mean, I I feel like they just had this winning formula with Infinity War and Endgame, so they're probably going to try to replicate it with this, you know, villain that's really not as good as Thanos. Um, (laughs) so yeah, Hmm. Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, um, did not talk about this with you guys in depth. Uh, I don't have too much to say about it because like the first two Ant-Man movies, it's not really overly memorable.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, I liked it. I thought it was all right. But no I was like, oh, at the very end, he was just like, oh, did I just kill us all? I'm like, yeah. So,
0: it, yeah. I really love the first Ant Man. So, it's not fair to say it's they're all terrible. But, um, you know, Ant Man and the Wasp and Quantumania were for sure meant to be like the character is a comic relief in the MCU. It, he's not meant to sort of be taken as seriously as I think
1: they've built him up to be. Unless it's Hank, then he's Scientist Supreme and don't piss Well, we're talking off. about Scott Lang at this point. Um, yeah, but with this one, yeah. I'm just saying though. I'm going with comic book canon on that.
0: So one. with Quantumania, they essentially built up the movie to be you know, it's the first official appearance we get of Kang in the MCU. Um, it's really mm. meant to be Scott Lang up against the world, he's trapped in the micro microverse or quantum realm. Yeah,
4: yeah. microverse. Um, well it's the same, isn't it? It's the, yeah, the microverse or the
0: um but no. Uh, yeah, so what can we say about this movie? So again, Kang's the main villain. He's obviously built up to be this being of immense power and uh, technological advancement that we've not seen previously. Um, but but look, and I mean, this is a spoiler, but also the movie's been out for nearly a year at this point. If you're not gonna see it, you're probably not gonna see it. Um, he defeats him incredibly easily, right? Like for what's supposed to be a yeah. Thanos level threat, it. It's a shockingly anticlimactic ending.
4: But I think that pulls into the question, like, is Kang himself actually powerful, or is it the whole time manipulation pulling himself from other realities that actually makes him powerful? Because he doesn't actually—he's not Thanos in, like, power level set. He's just equipped with future technology that lets him—
1: pull all this shit.
0: Well, it's that, and the fact that he's a descendant of Reed Richards, and the fact that he's supposed yeah, to be one of the people, you know, people ever born. I
1: was like, wait a minute, yeah. <laughs> and
0: again, apparently if you go into the whole comic lore behind Kang, there's this whole theory that he's not actually capable of losing anything because he plans as far ahead in advance
1: as he actually does. And I will say I'm not... Ah, in- so let's have him in Flash fight because Flash can think faster than at a second, and I want to see who's faster. No, i Well... That-
4: there, there was one series that recently just came out with Kang, and he was in the, in the past dealing with the Avengers from, like, 10,000 BC or something. And I think it was either Doctor Doom or somebody else was there, and they were like, Kang, you're going to lose. And he's like, I never lose. And then I guess he just suddenly changed time, and he won. Yeah, so
0: that's uh, the thing. The guy I I guess you can do has... That. Apparently, Especially even though you're dealing with Dr. Doom. So, yeah, I mean, apparently the guy has a contingency contingency plan for every possible scenario. So it makes him essentially an unbeatable villain, which, you know, that's lazy from a storytelling perspective. But also, OK, it's mm. interesting enough that I can see why they're trying to set him up to be this bigger threat. Um, the fact that he seems so feckless in this first appearance and, you know, he's this version of Kang is presumably dead or disintegrated or no longer a threat because of how... Even Kang smaller.
1: Um... Yeah, so... I mean, this fellow Kang say he's dead and they're mad that they didn't get to kill him, so... Yeah, so, I mean, the whole
0: Council of Kang's thing, it looks pretty clear that they're trying to expand on that in Loki. Ah, it was terrifying. Um, And and they've been building that up for a while. Uh, Again, I'm going to say the same thing I said after the first season of Loki, because I think after Ant-Man, it sort of uh, reaffirms that position. Kang, at least Jonathan Major's portrayal of Kang, does not make me think this is an intimidating villain. And... You know, maybe they're going to build up on uh, the whole character a little more throughout this whole thing. Though, to be fair, Jonathan Majors is still facing legal trouble. We don't know if he's going to be recast or what at this point. I'm assuming he's not going to be, and they're going to try to leave him in as long as possible, but... uh... You know, it can yeah, we like, yeah, I, I, I'll
1: can, even admit when I first like was introduced to this villain, I was just like, this just seems like a sophisticated misunderstood individual that just got literally dealt a shit hand. I'm like, yeah, what? no, that's all no. I felt at first. At first, fuck, let me finish.
4: But, <laughs> listen, buddy, I was talking. You jumped on top of me.
1: Oh, I didn't mean to. I'm sorry.
4: <laughs> <Dang>. <laughs>
1: just trying to no. In my opinion here. <laughs> It's called a podcast. I'll so ask the check. <laughs>
0: okay so what were you saying Mike
5: oh no I was I was going to say you know that last scene when they do show the council, council of kings and like you see all the kings appearing in the mm-hmm. arena you know how the last movie was Wakanda Forever, a movie about the black country, you know, like forwarding the ideas of those people Is and everything? racist, Mike? Having a bunch of Jonathan Majors jumping around going...
0: <laughs> yeah.
5: Did the exact opposite of everything Wakanda Forever set up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well,
1: um... Um... So... I was like... Well, are, now that you bring it up...
0: <laughs> so, I will say, I think, um... Uh, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much all you yikes. can say about Quantumania without going plot point by plot point. But honestly, I really do not care about this movie enough to, you know, say anything else about it. Um, and that's depressing dude, because it's by far the
1: weakest movie in the Ant-Man trilogy. I will admit from a comedian sense, I enjoyed it greatly because that one uh, that, that was just like, uh, oh, uh, excuse me. Uh, did you drink me? And we, I was just like, what the hell is happening right now? <laughs> and then the telepath going, like, stop asking him if he has holes. God. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's one thing. That was the best part for me, pretty much, the, like all the commuted stupid stuff, frankly.
0: Yeah. So I will say, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, arguably, first of all, one of the. I, I, I would say it's probably the best Marvel movie since Spider Man No Way Home, but. Um, I. yeah Yeah. it's arguably the strongest movie in the guardians trilogy even the first one i think which again is a masterpiece in my opinion this adds such a nice catharsis to the whole thing uh it sort of invalidates the whole point we're trying to make with this podcast about marvel sort of fucking up and you know not knowing what they're doing anymore but again that comes down more to creative talent like james gunn just had a clear vision for this thing and carried it out pretty well
5: so i mean you're right about like this one being the strongest the only reason I agree with you on that is because the first one had the fucking dance off. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> and like the re- we are a group moment and all that, like that—that that was all kind of sidelined right afterwards because he's like, "dance, dance off, you and me." But yeah, Guardian Three, like, it hits home emotionally. I, I think we all agreed mm-hmm. in the chat, like, this was one of the strongest MCU movies that came out.
1: Yeah, like I, character yeah, building. And- yeah, the feels, that the laughs, just, like, everything about it was just, like, oh, God. And then, like, even, like, throughout this, it was, like, hey, is this the gang's last adventure? Dang, what's going on here? Yeah,
0: so, yeah, we've had a... And it's, like, yeah. So, like- anyway, um... Yeah, I mean, again, that sort of invalidates the point we had about Phase 5 so far. But um, Secret Invasion is the only actual TV series to have come out as part of Phase 5 so far. Again, Loki comes out, uh, you know, beginning of October. As of the recording of this, that's about a month away. Um, So Secret Invasion, I will say... The first four episodes were pretty good. Like, I actually liked what they did with the whole setup, uh, how they treated the Skrulls. Uh, you know, uh, what's-his-name, Gravik was an interesting enough villain. good um, Just seeing Nick, um, what's-his-name, uh, Sam Jackson back as uh, Nick Fury in a more permanent role um, is always nice. But... Mm -hmm. then again it it seems to fall into the same trap a lot of these series have where you have an interesting setup but then by the end of it you've just sort of blown that lead um it's a very anticlimactic ending that leads to
1: (laughs) anticlimactic's being nice i was like what i was like i saw good kill shot then i was like oh it's over yeah it it was very well, first of all, it just felt
0: very rushed, right? Like they had a lot of this buildup, yeah, leading to graphic as being this threat, and they just sort of blew their load in a 20 minute sequence. <laughs> they blew their fucking no, I'm
1: not even kidding you. That the way she did that move reminded me of Team Four Star when, uh, and in Dragon Ball Z in general, when Vegeta kills Zarbon and. Uh, Landed toward uh, as I was like, No, listen here. I'm going to blow my load all over in your insides. And he, Darbon uh, Kaiser Neko just goes, What the? No homo. And then just like blasts a hole through his chest immediately. Like Amelia uh, Clark uh, Gaia did the graphic. And I was like, Did they just. So, and again, that
0: leads us to. Two important points from this. Uh, First of all, Gaia is now by far the strongest character in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh, yeah. Like, I I don't think there's anyone who even touched that. She literally has the powers of every other character. Everybody. (laughs) You know, every Marvel character hero that's... Uh, appeared into the MCU. You know,
1: Carol's uh, sensing that in space right now, and she's pissed.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> the thing. For as many people as there were saying, oh, Captain Marvel's the strongest, uh, you know, she's now stronger than Captain Marvel and has the abilities of every other strong Avenger, right? Um,
1: through canon and just the fact that she's now part Hulk and Fantastic Four and literally everybody that... Yeah. and Like, everybody. So that
0: obviously creates a huge problem for were a few reasons but um i i don't even know if they have any plans to show this character at any point in the future of the mcu like maybe if you get the scrolls involved again at some point but um it seems like you know secret invasion was supposed to be the end of the scroll arc but they again really didn't do much to develop the characters beyond
1: what we see in these episodes no like uh, and i will say it's like you spend an episode and a half like going like oh here's this girl's redemption arc after she was pretty much the b- villain in the first four episodes i was like what yeah and i and i was like i i mean technically anti-hero because she was the mole and yeah. all that crap and, oh, and again by they, way. sorry but if you, yeah, you're, no, you're not watching this show let's be real um and again they could have uh, built that up a little bit
0: more um i will say uh, you know i still think captain marvel is one of the weakest movies in the mcu overall um but it's
1: got. To, I, I like some parts. of The scrolls, like, uh, I think,
0: were one of the few like redeeming qualities about it. And again, Talos is actually one of the better characters that was introduced in that movie, and you know is yeah, good true. in the first couple of episodes of this until you know they just kill him off unceremoniously.
1: Yeah, no. Well, I mean, it was pretty hardcore kill for Gravik. Right? I'll admit that he just gets to stare of the man that he's like. I'm deeming you my mortal enemy, enemy in my eye. I'm gonna kill my former general in front of you too. I was like. All right, no, it's good, good villain kill. I'll admit, but like not the flashiest.
5: So, I, uh, I, I gotta be honest with you guys. I didn't even. I watched one episode, and it was fucking horrible. So
0: I didn't oh, continue. So you were like turned off from the beginning.
5: Yeah, wow. I, I mean, I know everything that happened. Like, I know who's a scroll, and I know. All that I know. Also, the theories about when they became a scroll. I know what happened with the super scrolls. I know whose power they have. But holy shit, it, it is such an awful fucking outcome of what could have been a really good spy series.
1: Yeah. Oh, and that's another thing. Yeah. Um, um, first of all, it, it, the did only major. There was a very. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Like, a lack of espionage. A lot. (sighs)
0: Which, again, works well. I mean, people loved uh, Captain America, the Winter Soldier. People liked Black Widow and both sort of had those themes. Uh, It clearly can be done in a satisfying way with Marvel characters in the greater MCU, but, uh, I mean, this was just sort of a letdown. Let's see. Um, So this leads me to, like, some of the greater overarching themes because that's all we've actually gotten of Phase 5 so far. Um, First of all... Do you think this was an immediate decline after Endgame, just, you know, Marvel not being able to sort of build on that momentum? Or do you think it was more gradual, just, you know, a few projects not working well and Marvel having set the bar as high as it was in a, you know, towards the end of Season 3, or towards the end of uh, Phase 3, just leading to this, you know, eventual
1: decline? Uh, I mean, I feel like it was a tad bit purposeful, but it's also like it kind of makes sense because like this was just like, here's our absolute climax to this entire like, like build up and all that. And this feels like kind of like a prologue into something else was like, or epilogue, whichever the end part is. I'm bad with literature. All right. (laughs) Epilogue's the end. Epilogue. Thank you. And then it was just like, I I don't know, it's, it it feels like they're, because also with like, even like VFX people involved in the Flash film were saying like, a lot of this stuff is being rushed and all that because companies are just like, just produce it, we don't care what it looks like, and it's like, it's why like, I also feel like it's another factor in why we're even we're losing interest in all this is because like, it just looks so lazily made. Everything feels rushed and it's just like, uh, uh, okay, you can take a year longer. We don't care at this point. Yeah, so,
0: I mean, that was one of the points I had for why we're seeing this decline. Um, first of all, you have a bunch of series and a bunch of movies that just really did feel rushed relative to some of the other um earlier entries in the MCU. We're
1: not just talking plots, we're talking about just like the actual like production. Well, I,
0: yeah, I'd argue the production more so.
5: Production, yeah. but also the acting in like Ant-Man and the... I mean, Ant-Man Quantumania, it just... Everything feels rushed. Even the relationship between Cassie and uh, Scott just...
0: Yeah, it's true. There's not a lot of buildup. And, again, we see that in Secret Invasion, yeah, too. Yeah, that was a lot. Because of, I
1: was like, yeah. wait a minute. Why are they so good as a tag team already when it's just like, oh, I just found out my daughter's a freaking superhero. I'm like, what? And that's the thing. Like,
0: a lot of these things seem like just missed opportunities. And a lot of them seem like they had potential, but they just blew it. And, again, that's part of the problem with Secret Invasion. Um, and, you know, to a larger extent, Ant-Man and the Wasp and... Uh, yeah, basically any other flawed entry from the last five or so years. Um, mm. You're just seeing... God, Shang song was so great, God. And I think part of that does come from uh, just them trying to pump out this much content. Um, I, I, <laughs> and, you know, we're calling it Marvel fatigue to some extent, but that that's also, like, part of the case. Like, they're just putting out so much at once that they're not get, really giving uh, the creative talent of time these projects enough time to actually develop them. Part of the reason Guardians nope. Three worked is because James Gunn's been writing it for like what, five or six years? Like he had a clear vision in his mind yeah. g- Don't early
5: on. give him that, please. Don't give him that. So please don't. Because it's gonna feel so much worse when he disappoints us with Superman. <laughs> I
1: don't know. He well, hasn't had a miss so dude, far. Dude, I'm not even high up on Superman. Like, I'm the guy that doesn't even like Superman that much in this group. And I'm just like, all right, you could do a pretty good job because nothing has impressed me in yeah, general. I mean, the whole
0: conversation about you know James Gunn essentially fucking up the DC universe, or I guess we're not calling it the DC Extended Universe anymore because of his whole takeover.
1: I don't think he can, uh, really. but That's a whole
0: other conversation. We're not going to get into it today. The gun Gunverse? Gunverse. <laughs> Pfft. So, moving on, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I and again, you mentioned the, uh, strike specifically, so I'm going to address that. I, I think that's obviously a huge part of, uh, why Marvel's not doing too well right now. I mean, beyond the obvious fact that the strikes are delaying projects in basically every facet of Hollywood, um, You know, the conditions that led to the strikes, actors and uh, creative talent just not being paid their fair wages and, you know, just CGR is being expected to pump out uh, content in just unreasonable time frames. It it all led to a breaking point, right? Like,
1: (laughs) yeah, people are overworked and underpaid and it's just, yeah, yeah, nothing but everything being rushed to holy hell because they're just like, get it done, we don't care what it looks like. It's just, like, make us more money. And are we going to pay you? And
0: no. I mean, that's the thing. You can look at that in literally any industry. If you just underpay people and yeah. expect unrealistic deadlines, you're going to see a quality of uh, work decline. Um, and, th- again, that's something we're clearly seeing here. The CG has been a clear issue in Marvel, like, at least for the last couple of phases.
1: I mean, I remember... I think it started, like, like with Thor, Love, and Thunder when they were doing... Um, Uh, whoever Hyndall's kid was I just forget his name it was Hyndall's kid in the one thing and I was just like why does it look like that Um, but again it was a problem
0: earlier on like um, the first Black Panther had wonky looking CGI in spots Uh, Um,
1: I I mean yeah I guess there were some areas where I was like that's a little
0: bit odd yeah but then you've also got complaints over the animation what if which uh, you know again for a Disney Plus series probably should have been a little more polished yeah You've also bit. got complaints I over, you know, the CGI and Moon Knight not looking right, and She-Hulk's design not looking right, and uh, Miss Marvel just looking weird. It's like little bits and pieces throughout all that, of these. That
1: whole hard life thing, I was just like, God, just let her be Like Mr. Fantastic, like because that's our original powers, but no, we gotta make a difference,
0: yeah. So, I mean, that 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 again is one thing, like the CGI, I think, is you know suffering not because they can't afford good CGI artists, it, you know, it's the one of the but biggest they studios, can definitely, in the world. Afford they it. obviously can afford the best talent.
1: Barbie made board. a billion dollars, damn it. Um, so it's not an issue. I'm a
5: Barbie girl. <laughs>
0: I mean, I've seen that Thursday. I'm excited. So Yeah, so it's not an issue with them not being able to afford this talent. It's an issue with them just not being able to sustain the levels they've been working at. And, again, that echoes throughout You know, both of these phases, especially.
1: Yeah, for real. And I do
0: think part of that comes down to the Disney Plus model of them trying to churn out a bunch of series for this platform. Yeah. Um, you know, when Marvel was just about because money grab, when Marvel was just about putting out good quality films, uh, you know, a few, a, a year at a time. And that being essentially the extent of the Marvel cinematic universe, I think it worked fine. Right? Like, yeah, you know, you, you didn't feel like you were getting too much. You always left the audience wanting more. Um, and that, I think is just key to building a good universe, be, key to building a universe that people can follow. Um, and you sort of fell off that with phases four and five, partially because of all the, these uh, series that have released on Disney Plus. That, you know, you obviously feel obligated to follow these as someone who's, you know, invested in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but it's just a lot of content if you don't have a lot of free time.
1: Yeah, and it's like everybody you miss one of those series or just like completely ignore it at all, and then you're like, oh great, here's this canon thing that was on this random show that you had to watch for that scene, and I was just like, Oh for freaking God's sake. But I was surprised to see that there wasn't an end credit scene for uh, *Secret Invasion*. That was I honestly, I was like, "All right, good." Right. I I don't care right now because I just wanted to get it done.
0: Yeah, I mean, you also made the point with *Secret Invasion*, and again, this supports the whole them not really respecting their talent thing. That you know, they made this whole AI-generated intro sequence, which. You know, I think it works fine it's for the entrance. like garbage. But, it, you know, it speaks to them not wanting to pay CGI artists to actually animate this thing. Um, yeah. Yeah.
1: Like, there were people on Twitter just going, like, I'm not even an animator and all that stuff, and here's how I fixed this and made it look better and all that. I was like, I'm like, yeah, you people are just insane. Yeah, so... Not the artists, the freaking executives being jackasses. Yeah, and I did want to make this point that... um talking to you eager so I did want
0: yeah so I did also want to make the point that uh y- and you know I mentioned I think they're churning out too much content but specifically it just seems like they're throwing out spin-offs from series that no one really wants to see spin-offs for or wants to see in any greater detail than what we already saw um mm-hmm. echo and didn't Agatha, oh sorry yeah so I was gonna say echo specifically uh well and if there's a few that sort of fit into this mold but pretty unmemorable character from hawkeye that they just decided to give a solo series and again i'm not super familiar with the comic iteration i know it was sort of a deadpool or dead daredevil excuse me partnership (laughs) but you know they're not building that up in this she's just you know a deaf girl who apparently knows how to fight which Again, it's interesting as a supporting character. But There's I, I a couple of I feel like them trying to uh, build that up into its own whole series for what was mostly a forgettable character is just a bad idea. Um, Agatha mm-hmm. Hole Diaries, which, uh, again, this is when they renamed. It was originally Coven of Chaos, so I don't know when it, that change happened. Yeah, it,
1: I was going to say, that got changed like three times. What the heck are they doing with that? Yeah, it's I like, mean, look, what?
0: again, good supporting character in WandaVision, a series that everyone liked. Thought she was um, great. But do we really need a solo series for uh, again a B or C list villain? I I don't think we really do. Um
1: peacemaker?
0: Yeah. So uh, again just I'm not saying, saying it can't be just done. Saying they, I'm just they, saying they he's like
1: a D list I mean, it could be good, but I mean, it it is whack how that she pretty much got a series just because of the damn song. <laughs> yeah, and it, it actually is uh, Jack
0: Schaefer behind. Not that. saying like it's bad, but it's just like, wow, really? That's it. Yeah. So it's Jack Schaefer behind that, who was also the uh, head writer and director for Wandavision. So that at least has some promise of being, you know, similar to that or decent. But again, it's like no one's really asking. I do have good series, hope so for why it? even think about building it up um you've got ironheart yeah. coming out uh i mean they haven't announced a formal release date but that's been on the schedule for at least the last couple of years um i will say i really did like black panther wakanda forever i thought in terms of the actual plot it was more yeah. interesting than the first one despite you know Chadwick boseman obviously not being part of it that's yeah sweet. i mean that was you know the worst thing It would have been great if they could have found a way to include him um in some
1: Well, that would have been a little weird for yeah. me, but I
0: mean, I get yeah, it. Yeah, It's like I'm wondering if the, the, he shot any of it and it was just unusable or if he was just completely left out because uh, of the timing of his
1: death. Um, either way, it's, uh, you know, not great. Um, I mean, regardless, the, uh, the family was just going like, I mean, the, please recast the character. Just don't let him be like the only one that gave all these kids this like identity and like representation, and whatnot. So which is nice because it's just like i feel like we do deserve like legitimate black panther and sure you should be sure right no offense but even though she does become black panther right, don't right. get me wrong i'm just like little timeline wise no not the right time i mean unless it's this universe i don't know it's like
0: a lot of factors here anyway ironheart was again like if you saw this movie i think riri williams was probably the worst part of it um, and they decided to make an entire series based off of this character that, look, I, I can't speak for everyone who's seen the movie, but I think she's one of the worst characters they've introduced in the MCU up until this point. Just
1: what Is this I, Ironheart? Yeah, Ironheart
0: she just comes off
1: as i mean i don't really know much about it so i mean i just know they're like a young protege that inspired that's inspired by tony yeah, stark yeah i mean
0: she's essentially meant to be a stand-in for tony stark it's like she stole a bunch of oh, iron man equipment which it, it, again okay does not match up with what we see in the comics about her like essentially building her own iron man armor. or she's essentially portrayed to be a thief in this and um as a result of that she's uh she, ah, she also just comes off of, very me. cocky as a result of it, which is just a very unappealing trait for a character you're just meeting. Um, it works for Tony because, you know, we know to expect that from Tony Stark, and it's be charming as a result of that. Um, with her, it's just unearned. And again, maybe they'll expand on her in this, but why are they making an entire series based around this one character? Ooh, Echo? No. no, no. <laughs> Iron Ironheart. Iron Oh, because you they have a comic series for it. Yeah. So, what else can we say? Um, oh, yeah, the Marvels. So, Whoa. the trailer doesn't look terrible to me, Like, but it's also one it of cool. the most disliked uh, Marvel trailers on YouTube, if you're going based off of... Uh,
1: Jeez, because like, twi- YouTube has a troll problem. Yeah, so... <laughs> <laughs> you mean, like, X? <laughs> yeah you mean twitter though i'm not calling it x screw that the thing is it's not like rotten tomatoes where
0: it displays the score i the only reason i know how low the score is is because i have a uh ad in onto my youtube that shows the actual accounts and it was pretty highly reported that people didn't like the trailer whatever i'm willing to look past that and see the actual movie and withhold judgment until then what I will say is, and again, I, I do still believe Captain Marvel is the weakest movie in the, or one of the weakest movies in the MCU up until this point, excuse me. Um,
5: but So, the reason I think it will do good is because it is a team-up, and Miss Marvel really did generate some hype behind her when she had her series. Right. And mm-hmm. also, I mean, what's her name? Uh, you know, the one that was in Wanda. Yeah, Rambo. Oh,
0: Monica
1: Rambo. Rambo, uh, I
0: believe the hero name's Photon photon phaser it's a few different names but whatever Monica, but, Sarah, but yeah uh, and it's, it's that's ra- the thing i that's Rainbow. the point i made yeah. when they released the first trailer right like it, brie larson was you know captain marvel in the first movie obviously she was built up to be this major figure in the mcu moving forward that you know sort of fell off after her solo movie um but yeah i mean both of these characters come off as more interesting in this thing than she does and i just find that like pretty ironic considering how much build-up there was up until this point. Um, the thing is, Captain Marvel, like, look, it grossed a billion dollars. There's clearly some audience there for it, so there's clearly someone who wants to see this movie um, and was clearly clamoring for this movie, but it's still by far the most... Like, if you're looking off the Rotten scores, which again isn't the most scientific metric, it's still got the lowest audience score of any Marvel Cinematic Universe movie to date. You can't ignore that there was a huge contingent of the Marvel base. That did not
1: Want to see this movie and would not see a sequel. I'm going to say this. Uh, it can't be worse than Morbius. Sorry. It's not going to be worse than that movie. Well,
0: we're talking about the Marvel Cinematic Universe here, not the uh, Sonyverse, because obviously um,
1: Morbius. Fair and, enough, uh, but it's still like. It's. It it no doubt cannot be worse than some of the other movies that are considered in the MCU. I'm sorry. I still don't like The Incredible Hulk. But.
4: Well. <laughs>
1: oh well that's I don't like it all that much I'm sorry well, we're gonna fucking yeah, fight I wouldn't agree with that and it also this movie also can't be worse than Dark World for Thor because I was just like my god well I'm again I play. think
5: Dark World was sorry yeah gone. I was gonna
0: say the Marvels has enough going against it that I don't think it's gonna be as bad as Captain Marvel and both again both of these characters are more interesting to me from their solo appearances so far than Brie Larson's character and they're clearly trying to give them more screen time um you know, then Captain Marvel. There's a reason they're not calling it Captain Marvel 2. Like they want this to be so, a team up
5: movie. One thing I think is also gonna work for them, I think they finally realized Bree Larson's character was not written well. So that too, it really wasn't because, like, she's obnoxious and annoying in the first one. And then, in you know, in Avengers, like, she disappears throughout the fucking movie. Like, she comes,
0: they kill Thanos, and then she disappears in space. They could have written her out of that movie, and it wouldn't have made a
1: difference. Gets a haircut, though.
5: But just the glimpse they gave of her in, like, the end of Ms. Marvel, but also the trailer for the Marvels, it looks like they kind of modernized Carol. She's, like, not stuck in the 90s anymore. or all business. It looks like she's a little bit more fun and not like someone stuck a stick up for you, Larson's ass?
1: Yeah, <laughs> to be honest... I'm- well, also, she gained the respect of Thor, too, so it's like, alright, clearly they're trying to give this person some prestige in this franchise. Yeah, I mean, look, if the foundation
0: of a character like that is as weak as it is, I don't know how easy it is to redeem them. I'm willing to give it the benefit of the doubt and go into this with an open mind. I'm just saying it's hard to erase what they've done so far. Um yeah that being said i i'd much rather see that than say rewatching captain marvel or uh, like it, it, there's a lot of worse projects that could come out but that leads me to the whole point of did we really need this
1: um i don't know if we really needed this specifically i mean i i will form that opinion when i eventually watch that movie so let's see how that goes three or four months out when it's released inside so- <laughs>
0: so anyway would you agree with the assessment that a lot of these spinoffs seem unnecessary and that it really just seems like an excuse for Marvel to pump out content
1: well it seems like it's catering yes and no (laughs) right a lot of pandering yeah Yeah, Echo is clearly just
5: like pandering they're like oh we have a black superhero we have a Hispanic superhero let's give them a deaf and uh, what is she I think she's supposed to be
0: Hispanic right
5: no it's that she's missing her leg oh uh paraplegic what yeah let's give him a paraplegic and deaf character and then let's give him ironheart because you know that series went really well in the comics
0: <laughs> uh yeah, Did it? It, yeah I, it, I don't it know i'm just, asking, asking on that one it was very oh much god blind. um
5: it, it's definitely pandering because you have the fantastic four that should be coming out but instead they're focusing on these characters that no one cares for. Like, I'm good with them pushing back Daredevil another two years if we got the Fantastic Four sooner. Right.
0: No, I'd absolutely agree with that too. It's like they're really putting off the projects that people actually want to see in favor of what's really just filler.
5: And like, you want
1: to give me a black character? Give me fucking Blade. Like, it's been long enough. I mean, yeah, they did tease him at the end of Eternals, so I mean, I'd be interested to see that since I never saw the original Blade to begin with, so. What? Uh, yeah, still haven't. Yeah, I mean, that doesn't shock me. It was like
0: it did come out when we were like 3 <laughs> So um,
1: I'm like, Mike, get out of here on that one. Uh, of I'm all the on. movies Jack
0: hasn't seen, uh, it does not shock me in the slightest that he hasn't seen Blade. <laughs> it's
1: like, come on. Uh, yeah. So I'm uh, gonna watch before the new one comes out. Obviously, I mean, I'll try. But <laughs> you can go get all four. Mo- well, the
5: first three movies and plus the promo of like the TV show they try to do at Walmart for like five
0: dollars. <laughs> Oh, my God. Um, Yeah, so I will say I think we can also agree that, you know, it's not just a Phase 5 thing. There was clearly some missteps in Phase 4 that just continued on into Phase 5, and Phase 5 seems to be worse than Phase 4 up until this point, just by a matter of the content they're releasing.
5: I I think it really has to do with the individuality of the – because if you go back to Phase 1, you had Iron Man, then you had Incredible Hulk, and at the end of Incredible Hulk, you kind of got teased that Tony Stark was – that's the same thing – then you got Thor. Then, well, then you got, yeah, uh, you got Iron Man 2. Then you got Thor. Then you got Captain America. And it made sense. And then all the movies kind of just made sense it was still world-building. And then around Phase 3, they were like, here's Civil War. And it just kind of served... Like, Age of Ultron just served to move forward. And then Civil War just kind of served to move forward. Everything started serving the move forward. And then Infinity War just kind of paid off on all of it. And then... Well, Infinity and Endgame. And now we're trying to build back up but we have like Shang-Chi he did so well like all these people loved it I didn't really care for the movie but then you have the Eternals that came out and Uh. it like you have the Black Widow prequel which has absolutely nothing to do with going forward because she's dead
1: yeah that was except for Yelena yeah, Elena. I mean, yeah. I think
0: that's part of the reason why they uh, had Black Widow as a solo movie. It was just to introduce that character, who's obviously going to be a big part of Thunderbolts and probably a few other Marvel projects moving
1: forward. Um, now, see, that's the thing. Like, I expected the Thunderbolts to be coming out sooner because they had the Hawkeye, all that stuff going on. And I'd just be like, okay, when are we getting that all started? Because Hawkeye's got to be doing something. He ain't just... We, Wanted to be hanging out with his family, well, no, he's not. Yeah, I mean, I think so, I think Mike
0: would agree with me that there really hasn't been a clean break to any of these phases. There really hasn't been much build up to any one thing in particular, which is also part of the problem. Um, not to put words in your mouth, but I think that's sort of where you were going with uh, that whole point.
5: It's that, but also they're not con- like there's connections, but there's also no connections, right? Like yeah. Shang-Chi, it ended with Miss Marvel and Bruce Banner and all that. And we don't know out. what that was actually hinting to. Yeah. But then we had the Eternals, and there's that fucking ty- there's the fucking Celestial coming out of the ground that's still and not really no mentioned. The and Earth's it,
0: an egg, and we've literally not heard a thing about it since.
5: It's just, you know, it hasn't, none of this stuff has actually gone anywhere like it used to. Right. Like Iron Man 2, showing you that map of all these hotspot shields is monitoring, kind of went somewhere because Wakanda is one of them. Right.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point. I didn't even think about much up until this point. Um, I, yeah, I mean, look, I, I do think, the, um, at least with Captain America and the Winter Soldier, or Falcon and the Winter Soldier, or whatever else you want to call it, Captain America and the White Wolf, um, <laughs> like at least that's setting up the uh, invention of the Thunderbolts in the background. Um, like. Captain America, the wolf, the boat.
1: Yeah, and I mean,
0: Captain America, Brave New World and Thunderbolts seem like they're going to tie into each other pretty directly, which is why they're releasing only a few months apart. Um, And I'd imagine they're going to include a bunch of the same characters. Um, But but, yeah, I mean, that's one plot thread that doesn't seem to go much else like to your points shang chi sets up this whole background about trying to introduce this character into the mcu but it's like i don't really see them including shang chi in any other future product at this point um but also like
5: what was the what was that signal going out to was it going out to kang was it going out to like the eternal the celestials where was that signal going yeah if it doesn't lead to kang it doesn't build the story right Captain America is not going to build the story. Thunderbolts aren't going to build the whole multiverse story. And the thing
0: is, unless you're, like, really a diehard Marvel fan watching all of these movies and theorizing like we are, you're probably not going to remember and the series. ending of Shang-Chi three or four years down the line when they do eventually build on that, assuming they do build on
1: it. Yeah, and then, like, you got the Heroes for Hire as well. Like, we kind of had that going on. Everybody's been introduced and everything, so it's like, okay, what's going on with them? And since we have all of them now, we have Iron Fist, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, Shang-Chi. All we need is Misty Knight, and then we got a party. Oh, and we got Colleen Wing, too. Ironically, Deadpool three is probably the next closest thing we have to a multiverse film, since they're
0: apparently jumping universes. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm wondering how they're going to tie it in without it seeming like completely ridiculous. You but um, you guys see that Nick Cage is supposed is supposedly in it. Is he playing Superman again? Because I would pick. No, money he's playing
5: that. Ghost Rider. <laughs> yes,
1: oh, that would be awesome, actually. No, give me that. <laughs> That is what I need from Nick Cage.
5: But that's the thing. Ryan Reynolds kind of like the Deadpool movies can give you what you want without really any consequence because he's jumping universes, which Doctor Strange could have done. Instead, they're like, hey, here's Asian Carter because all you guys wanted her or all you guys wanted uh, Monica Rambo as uh miss marvel you guys definitely didn't want more heroes that we don't have
0: yeah uh, <laughs> and, i would prefer dr doom but <laughs> yeah, I mean, we discussed this all when we were talking about dr strange like a year and a half ago but um yeah it's ba- basically God, like it? you know th- they only spent time in really one universe you know aside from that one montage you say so um it's when you're calling it the multiverse of madness, you would have expected, you know, him to be exploring a little bit more and for there to be a little more consequence for it to seem a little more epic. But they sort of wasted it, which uh, is a shame. It's a criminal underuse of Sam Raimi's talents. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, so that leads me to my last question for you guys, which is. uh how can we salvage the mcu what can we do to get it back on track assuming we're the ones behind this oh and i i should have asked this sooner but uh do you think the current state of the mcu is the direct result of kevin feige or like do you think it's a lack of creative vision or just like too many creative people doing too many different things and not really having one cohesive vision
1: i'd say more creative short-sightedness than anything it's just like i feel like he's in his perspective, that he's hitting and on all of these, it's like all of all these numbers and all that, like of our subscriptions, it's like, yeah, but no one really cares. We're just watching because we feel obligated to. It's not like. We feel like, oh, God, if we miss this, then we're going to miss a huge chunk of, uh, like, a canon event in the next movie or whatever. But it's just like, no, it's, like, kind of like the show. It's a little bit of nonsense right now. It's just, like, it's anime filler, essentially. So And just, like, not only that, you're rushing this so much that you're actually visibly hurting the product in its actual quality. Right. So it's pretty short-sighted. And, also like, and frankly, I'm just like, all right, I don't give a shit when the next movie comes out at this point.
5: I like everything Jack just said, but I'd like to add that, like, just between the change of the CEOs, what was the, Bob Chapnick or whatever his name was, like, he really kind of, like, fucked over the Disney side of Marvel, like, marketing and all that in the beginning with the streaming problems with Black Widow and all that. But it seems like there's a, people are saying, like, you know, if Kevin Feige gives more creative freedom to the directors. We're going to have better movies and all that, but it, I don't really think so because I don't know if you guys know this, but apparently in guardians of the galaxy two, uh, star Lord's helmet breaks. I didn't mm-hmm. ever pay attention to that because he has it again in infinity, get infinity war, but apparently James Gunn in guardians three makes a remark. I mean, like he has it remarked that he left it back at the, at his apartment hmm. Because he never wanted to show it again, he wanted to keep it as a, as a marker of Star Lord's growth and stuff like that. No, that actually does make sense. And he was really mad. And he was really mad that they used it during Infinity War. And he was also really mad that they had uh, Thor leave with the Guardians. And that they were. He was like, I'm really excited that y- uh, Takato Watiki, whatever his name is,
1: Takaiwa Titi.
5: Yeah, when he uh, when he had the Guardians ditch Thor in Thor: Love and Thunder. Uh, James Gunn was like, I'm glad you did because Thor was never going to be in my movie. (laughs) So, like, there's a certain limit to which you should rein in directors and you shouldn't because it feels like James Gunn just had this creative freedom that nobody else had where James Gunn could just be like, yeah, no, I don't give a shit about your overarching scheme. I'm keeping it my way. And his movies were good and his Mm -hmm. characters were good. But you can't do that with every single movie in the MCU because then we have no collaborating story yeah. It's kind of like how Wonder Woman happened with the Justice League and everything. The story started becoming
0: uncohesive. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I agree with everything you just said. I, I think what it really comes down to is balance, right? Like, you need someone who's pulling strings and has a clear vision for the entire universe. Perfectly balanced, as all things should. So, I couldn't resist. But you also need like good creative talents like James Gunn and John Favreau and uh, you know who else uh, the uh, who are the brothers the, uh, <laughs> um, uh, the Russo brothers. Thank you. Um, like you have no short of breadth of good talent behind these projects. So it's really just a matter of finding the right project for the right person and sh- like having an idea of where how each project should connect t- to each. Um. Beyond that, I do think the Marvel fatigue thing is a very real issue. Like, if I was Kevin Feige, if I had a magic wand to control everything in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, what would I do to fix it? Um, Well, they did in She-Hulk.
1: Well, first of all, (laughs) yeah, that's true. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs>
1: all right well, first on, of all I'd raise the fact existence. that they kind of call themselves out that was hilarious
5: actually call themselves out or are they doing commentary kind no, of like, it's playing, like uh, uh, pro, again like
0: pandering it's like they wrote themselves into a corner so they just decided oh rather than actually tell a good story we're just going to use the cop out of calling ourselves lazy and you know they're using it as a shield yeah, rather than an actual like plot conclusion um, no, it's, it's just lazy. And they
5: clearly didn't learn yeah. because ant no. came
0: out after She-Hulk. It's like, they're using the whole self-referential thing as a shield for actually trying to grow. And yeah, it's like, it can be done right. Like you look at Deadpool one or two, um, poking fun at Fox and the greater ecosystem. It can be done right, but you can't use that as a shield to cover up your own mistakes um yeah teen titans go did that better and when they roast themselves so yeah so what would i do if i was Kevin feige first of That's all the first nice thing i said about that first of all extend the release times in some of these like i, I, I think secret invasion probably could have worked if you had given it like nine episodes instead of six and actually uh let some of this flow a little bit better uh give it some more time to actually have a satisfying ending what um What would have worked is if they had more heroes. Yeah, that's true. If they had more heroes, like if they
5: actually did like they did in the comics, where it was actually like, oh, we're not bringing in the Avengers. But you don't know if they've already been replaced. Clearly, Rhodey was. Yeah, the
0: thing is, this could have been an entire end of an arc. Yeah, like, when did that happen? By the way. Yeah, I mean, they're saying uh, Rhodey was replaced prior to the events of Infinity War, but there's not anything in the actual movie to or in anything in the after series That's a load because
1: it's clearly the man, he's just within his physical rehab, so this has to be it's, post. No, it's, it's when, hard to
0: predict. You can't really tell at this there, point.
5: There's a lot of theories that it was right after Civil War when he was injured, and that the, the entire time he's been replaced because of the hospital gown... Uh, most, most people think it's after Endgame that he was offered some kind of surgery to like fix his legs because he can I, I guess he can walk in Captain America and the Winter Soldier without the use of Tony's thing.
0: And uh, well, yeah, he doesn't actually because, fall or get injured until Civil War. So, oh, of course, because you remember Endgame, he got crushed into the building and he had to
5: crawl out of the thing. Right. Apparently, that the thing that Tony built for him no longer worked, and Tony was dead, so he couldn't rebuild it. So everyone thinks Rhodey went in for an operation
0: and didn't come back out as Rhodey. Well, look, there's a bunch of theories, uh, but no one actually knows um, for sure when that body swap happened.
5: Yeah,
1: but, but then yeah. him being with Nebula in Endgame makes absolutely no sense.
5: But it, it makes sense with him being replaced after Endgame because um, his demeanor kind of changed in Captain America and the Winter Soldier, but he... I just don't think they would undervalue, like, Tony's death by saying that Rhodey was a replacement that time. Yeah,
1: so... Yeah, like, and a scroll as Rhodey being at the funeral, like, kills all emotional ties to that
0: scene, then. So, which, I I will say, I think uh, Mike's absolutely right that they could have included more characters in this. The fact that Rhodey was really the only significant character to be
1: replaced by a scroll was completely a misstep. Yeah. yeah, I didn't care about their version of a Fox News host on that. I was like, "What the hell is this? And why is the guy? Why is it Schumer McGavin?" Yeah, yeah, but we all
5: know it. why. Because it's not it's not the comics. It's not a TV show where we can just draw the character and they're there, paying the actor to come in. Marvel just was like, "We saved so much more money right. by not bringing in an actor that's going to cost us ten million to have just here and for one the episode." That's thing. If they had
0: given this bigger budget or let it be an actual movie or something with a little more momentum to it. Um, you know, you can yeah. agree do that, but they chose to cram out more content, which obviously divides the uh, overall resources they can invest into each project. Um, hence the whole argument we've been making throughout this entire podcast that there's just too much Marvel content right now that, you know, people don't know what to do with it. Um, so again, if I was Kevin Feige and I had some magic wand to control all these things, I'd cut some of these unnecessary projects. You don't need Echo, you don't need Agatha Darkhold Diaries, you don't need Ironheart. Um, <laughs> And at least for the if you're going to insist on throwing Disney plus series into this whole thing that are highly consequential for the MCU, like Loki, um, give it at least an, an, enough of a release between projects that people don't feel overwhelmed and can actually follow everything. Yeah. You just want to address the fatigue. Don't make it so fatiguing.
5: I was going to say, yeah, that means look at John. John gave up immediately after. Endgame. Yeah,
0: and why do you think John gave up? Well, if he was here, he would tell you. Uh, none of these projects really interest me. I can't do a good John, but I think you guys know. Ex- you've heard him sp- say that exact thing enough times to know
1: exactly why he's not. Yeah, for real. Um,
5: no, he did go see Spider-Man, so well, we know that yeah, he's seen that. That's true.
1: Uh, uh, oh, shit. I still got to see you across the Spider-Verse. <laughs>
5: it's not MCU. It doesn't matter. Except for the reference to MCU.
0: Yeah. Oh, you know, I was going to include that as part of this whole thing, too, but it's also not part of the MCU. Um, Fair enough. Not as good as the first one, I will say. (laughs) But yeah.
1: Um, We'll figure it out. Yeah,
0: so. uh, Yeah, I mean, I don't have anything else to add. I think we made our points clear here, so I am just going to end it. Yeah. Um, Do better, fucking Marvel.
1: Yeah, Marvel, just do better. Pay your hardworking people what they're owed. Get the quality up and be more patient, for God's sakes. You're going to make a bunch of money anyway. You literally are. So, make it look good and just do your damn jobs right, too. Come on.
5: I would like to add this note to the people at Marvel. You have over 60 years of comic history to pull from. Stop pulling recent stories, stop pulling recent characters. You have so many more characters to delve into. We have Miss Marvel before we have Blue Marvel, we have Ooh. Ironheart before we have the Fantastic Four. Please. Focus on the characters that major company what it is today. Focus on the storylines.
1: Ignore the clone saga. And one more day from Spider-Man, please. Thank you. And uh, anything involving Galactus, give me that, please, because that'd be dope.
0: Yeah, and maybe throw Dr. Doom into the Fantastic awesome Four movie. Just, you know, don't do a I Fan think. Four stick. Um, oh, okay, God. with all that being said. <laughs> oh, my God. This has been the Utterly Nonsense Podcast. If you stuck around for this long, you clearly liked what you heard, so... Uh, you know, give us a follow, give us a subscribe on whatever your preferred platform is. Um, if you did find us somewhere, let us know um, how you found us. We're always looking to build up our audience. Um, yeah, I mean, if what else can I say? I said follow the website already, right? So yeah, go check out utterlynonsense.com. It has all of her stuff on it. Um, with all that being said, a big of music plays up.